You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Protection to Jesus was conversing with his disciples about the Holy Spirit. But if you'll notice, he deemed the Holy Spirit in the text the Spirit of Truth. The Spirit of Truth. But don't think that is. There are two different spirits when it comes to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, the comforter, all are the same. Just like when we talk about Jesus, when we talk about Jesus, Emmanuel, Jehovah, Yeshua, all of those names represents our Christ, our Savior, same person. But again, contextually, he referred to the Holy Spirit as the spirit of truth. He specifically wanted them to understand truth as it relates to the Holy Spirit. You'll notice the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of Truth is a person that exists. Holy Spirit is real. I said the Holy Spirit is real. Invisible but real. You don't have to be a person uh, where you're not just a person just because you have a physical body. A dog has a physical body, but a dog is not a person. A person is known by his or her traits. His or her characteristics. A person hears, speaks. A person is knowledgeable about certain things. Take yourself, for instance. You hear, you speak, you you know about certain things. You don't know everything, but you know certain things. Holy Spirit is is very intelligent. Holy Spirit is so intelligent that contextually Jesus said that he is able to guide us not just into some truth but into all truth. It means there's nothing he does not know. 
nothing he does not understand. That means whatever needs to be worked out in your life, he knows how to fix it. Whatever you're going through in your life, he knows what you need in order to come through the way you should. Or the way God has ordained for you to come out of it. And he has to know everything if he's going to guide us into all truth. Because we, we are distinct when it comes to our characteristics. Yeah, yes, we are. We, we're, we're different. We're different. Some of you, you, you're okay with hearing something one time. Some of you okay with hearing something two times. Some of you, you want to hear it four or five times before it just get in you. And the Holy Spirit knows all of that. And he has to again because he's going to guide us. Not just into some truth but into all truth. And if you'll know the, the text. The text uh, reveals that he is going to be committed to doing what's just or right. Because that's what truth is. Truth is that which is just, is, is that which is right. So he's going to be committed to doing such. He's going to guide into all truth. That means wrong ain't going to have a chance when it comes to the Holy Spirit. I said wrong ain't going to have a chance when it comes to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is committed to truth. Only thing is, as I guide, we need to be committed to following him as he goes down the path of truth. And, and um, honestly speaking, some of us, we're going to have to tighten up. We're not committed to this invisible God the way we need to be committed. We'll switch up on him. I said, we'll switch up on him. Come on now, in 2020, have you switched up a little bit? You, you follow him so far, and then you, then you change a little bit as, as you go down the path. Holy Spirit, I'll catch up with you later. I'm going to just stop right here for a minute. And, and anytime you stop following truth, you're going to automatically enter into error. And when you enter into error, you're going to start thinking, talking, and doing things you have no business doing. You're going to start thinking, talking, and doing things that will mess you. you holding on. Slap up. Say to your neighbor, I have messed myself up many times. If it be true, tell somebody about your mess ups one more time. Tell them, I have messed up. (laughs) 
Holy Spirit going to follow truth even when you decide to go the other way. Because he is committed. He's invisible, but he is committed to following truth. And see, as children of God, we, we have to be like Paul. We have to understand that, that his commitment is not going to change. And therefore, we have to submit to him the way we should. That's the reason Paul tried to, well, did explain to the church. I don't know how well they received it, but he explained to the church, hey, look, the things that we see, they're temporary. You can't be, you can't get off the path just because of something temporary. Then after he told them the things you see a temporary in 2 Corinthians 4 and 18. He went on to tell them in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. He said, look, we just, we walk by faith and not by sight. The implication, hey, don't forget, we following the invisible God. We're following somebody we can't see, but he, but he knows what to say. He knows where he's going. And see, some of us, uh, we get so caught up in the natural to where we disregard our invisible God. I don't have been guilty. Got too caught up in what was going on. Got too caught up in what you were looking at. Got too caught up on what somebody had told you. And allow your God to continue while you either get stagnated or go off into error. But he's steady going. Why? He's committed. The truth. And you have to learn that the Holy Spirit is going to tell you truth. He don't care what's going on. In the midst of a pandemic, hey, better is here, better is coming. Why would he reveal so? He's committed to truth. And see, you're going to reap what you sow. I say, you're going to reap what you sow. If you are committed to truth, whatever truth is manifesting, that's what's going to happen in your life. But if you are committed to error or to following something that is in contrast to truth, that's what's going to manifest in your life. And so truth is significant. So something that we need to understand, especially from a biblical standpoint, because he's going to guide us into how much truth? That means that mean everything we think, everything we say, and everything we do should be controlled by the Holy Spirit. That means you're going to acknowledge him every single day. Going to listen for his instruction 
every single day. Jesus called him the spirit of what? And said he would guide us into how much truth? Everything it is to know about truth that we need for our life, he's going to guide us. Don't think you're at the hospital by yourself. He's right there. Don't think you're at the doctor's office by yourself. He's right there. Don't think when you get your check and you're making decisions that you have to do it by yourself. He's right there. He's going to guide you into how much truth? He's going to make you smarter than you really are. If you follow him. He's going to make you better than you really are if you follow him. He's going to make you look good if you follow him. He's going to work things out in your life that you can't work out on your own if you follow him. He's going to dot every I and cross every T if you follow him. But if you don't follow him, I's will not be dotted. T's will not be crossed. Your life will be chaotic. Some of us have been there. We, we, don't, we don't let words come out of our mouth like I should have did such as that. Yeah, you should have followed the Holy Spirit. But sometimes the talk that, that the Holy Spirit talks just doesn't sound right to us. Because God's truth is different than man's truth. What Isaiah say? He said, as high as the heavens are from the earth, so are his thoughts, so are his, his ways. God thinks different from folk. God sees things working out that people don't see working out. People see death in certain things, but God sees a testimony in it. People seeing you going down, but God seeing you going up. Only thing folk could see with Joe was that he going down. He, he, fin, he finna go down. He losing everything. He going down. But God said, no, he going to come up. He going to be better than he's ever been. You know, they done put Daniel in the lion's den. He gone. No, God saying something else. No, he coming out of that lion's den with a testimony. God's truth is Different from man's truth. And so let, let's just consider a few things in reference to God's truth. I want, I want to start in Proverbs. Proverbs 23. Y'all stay with me. Let me say as you're turning that, that, that invisible guy, he, he the one who gave me what I'm getting ready to give you. Proverbs 23. Verse 23. First clause. By the truth, do not sell it. And remember, this is a proverb. So it's going to reveal truth. And this verse is about truth. By the 
truth. Don't sell it. By the don't sell it. The implication, never give up truth. Even when the offer seems better than truth, it's not. Don't give up truth. Never exchange what God gives you. Never exchange what the Holy Spirit reveals unto you. Never get off the path that the Holy Spirit has you on. By truth, or the bottom line, get some truth. And once you get it, don't let it go. Get some truth and don't let it go. What does Satan try to do? Steal the word out of our heart lest we believe and be saved. That's what Jesus said. He said he'll steal the word out of your heart lest you should believe it and be saved. Truth is God's word. John 1 and 1 and following in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Everything was made, was made by him and without him was nothing made that was made. Truth. Or God's word has the capacity to create what man says can't be done. You got to hold on to truth. And see, the enemy is notorious for taking truth from folk. That's the reason we are told in scripture that we need to look out for the enemy. He's a thief that comes not before to steal, kill, and destroy. And so I have to be to the point to where I, I got to hold on to truth. God said bigger and better are here right now. Right now. Better is here right now. That means my situation going to get better. Yeah, worse. I see you popping up, but my situation going to get better. You got to hold on to that truth. You got to hold on to what God told you because if you don't hold on to truth, you won't get your freedom. You won't get your breakthrough. Get the truth or buy the truth and don't sell it. Folk will try to talk you out of your miracle. Talk you out of your better. Talk you out of what God has done. He's doing and he's going to do. Malachi 3 and 6, God changes not. See, truth tells you, look, if God did it before, he'll do it again. I said if God did it before, he'll do it again. And see, truth like that, you got to say it. You got to talk about it. You got to let enemies know you got to let yourself know if God did it before he'll do it again he changes not that's the truth you got to speak truth you got to speak it and you have got to hold on to what comes out of your mouth so first and foremost when it comes to truth based upon Proverbs 23 and 23 get it 
that don't let it go. Woo, look at somebody and say, get truth and don't let it go. Some of us got truth we got from 10 years ago. We still holding on to it. Truth you got last week. You heard Elder Bray when he was MC and just constantly talking about the truth he got last week. And you can tell that he's still holding on to it. Now what bothers me is when saints of God get to going through storms. And they let truth go. Or they act as if truth is not embedded on the inside of them. Yeah, you're in a storm, but where's your truth? Yeah, it's been rough, but where's your truth? Yeah, it's not going the way you desire it to go, but where is your truth? Because truth will deal with whatever comes your way. I got to show you something. Let's go to John 8. Let's go to John 8. Y'all stay with me. John 8, we're going to start at verse 31. John 8, 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, and notice they believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Now remember our text, our primary text is Jesus talking to who? His disciples of the church. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples Indeed. Indeed means in truth. You are truly my disciples when you think, talk, and do that word. You are truly my disciples when you think, talk, and do that word. You are truly my disciples when you think, talk, and do Y'all ain't ready to join me yet, are you? Let me try it one more time and see if I'm still the only happy person in here. You will know my truth. You think abide in it. Abide in the word. Let your thoughts be was revealed. Let your talk be according to what is written. Let your actions be according to what is written and revealed. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And folk will try to get you out of the word. That's reading Jesus say, stay in it. That's what abide means, stay in it. Folk will try to get you out of the word. Try to get you to agree with them based upon their findings. You can't allow somebody's findings to get you out of the word. Because heaven and earth shall pass, but not God's word, according to Matthew 24 and 35. You're my disciples indeed. And notice that when you're a disciple, what's going to happen to disciples? Now, this is a, this is a promise to the church. And you, you're going to know the truth. You're going to have knowledge of it. Just like right now, we're setting on knowledge that God heals. Setting on knowledge that God will cause you to prosper. Setting on knowledge that God would do exceeding abundantly above what you ask or think. You have that knowledge. You don't have it just from the written word. It has been revealed to you. 
you have gotten in your life what eyes have not seen. Remember singing Melissa Mullins' testimony about the big house that she got? She not only was told that God would bless her, God revealed it, put it on her. But I don't have to stop at singing, minister. I can go all over this church. Because so many of you, you not only know truth, that truth has manifested in your life. But, but now there are strong enemies that are trying to get you not to stay in the word. Oh, and that's the reason I need some folk to help me preach. Preach to somebody you got to stay in the word. Stay in the word. Preach to somebody the safest place to be is in the word. The safest place to be is where? Say again to two more folks, stay in the word, stay in the word, stay in the word, stay in the word. You shall know the truth. And notice this, and the truth will make you free to make, create something. God will give you a creative miracle. And, and, and you can't be tr- putting God on no, on no timetable. You got to keep following the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit tell you God going to give you your breakthrough. God going to do such and such. A, you got to stay right there. When the doubters come, you got to continue to trust God. You got to continue to stand on what thus says God. Because if God promises you something, he's well able to fulfill it. Paul so understood it. He penned in 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. All of the promises of God in him. Number one, yes. And number two, so be it. She going through it, but so be it to my promise. It's a battle for him. He going through it day and night, but so be it. My promise is going to manifest in his life. And I'm looking at folk right now. God has showed up and showed out in your life more than three or four times. Who helped you make it through school? You didn't think you were going to come out. You didn't think you were going to get the grade. It wasn't nobody but your Jesus. Who helped you get a job that more folks were qualified for than you? Nobody but your Jesus. What did he do? He created. He created. A way out of nowhere. Cause to happen what folks said wouldn't happen. There are certain folk when they look at you, they, they know you're a miracle. Because out of their mouth came, you'll never be this, that, and the other. You'll never have this, that, and the other. And some of them are your own family members. Look at your life. Look at folks that said you would always be a certain thing. But look how God and 
turn your situation completely around. And when they ask you, how in the world did that happen to you? You are swift to tell them, can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do me like Jesus. Well, I thought you would be such and such by now. Yeah, I know you did. But nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody can do me like Jesus. And see, the enemy will try to make you lose your hope. Try to make you lose your faith. You got to keep hoping despite strong enemies coming against your mind. You have to understand that, that the battle is not over until God says that it's over. And your hope is important while you're staying or abiding in the word. But the Bible tells us in Romans 8, 24 and following hope that is seen is not hope. For why should a person hope for what he or she sees? But if you hope for what you do not see, then you wait for it. You wait for it. Wait to go and manifest your full healing. Wait to go and manifest everything that he told you he was going to do. But while you're waiting, give him the praise. While you're waiting, turn in victory. While you're waiting, leap for some joy. While you're waiting, put on your dancing shoes. While you're waiting, wave your hand. Give him all the glory, honor, and the praise. If you abide in my word, and my word abides in you, you will know the truth. And the truth will make you free. You're going to be changed for the better. I'm a living witness, but I ain't the only living witness that the truth done made us free. Truth delivered us. I hadn't took a drink in 40 some years. So, you don't understand. I used to take a drink every day. More than two or three times a day. I used to snort coke two or three times a day. You, Bishop? Yes. You should shoot it. You, yes. But the truth, but the truth, the truth changed my life. The truth changed your life. Say to somebody, I may not be all that I need to be, but I show ain't what I used to be. Why? Because the truth made me free. And what you're battling right now is temporary. Get that truth out of 2 Corinthians 4 and 18. The things that we see are experienced are 
Preach to somebody, what you're going through won't last. Preach to somebody else, what you're going through won't last. Look at somebody and tell them, that's not my truth. That's God's truth. And God's truth makes you God's truth makes you You will know the truth. And it's going to change you. And, and some folk, when they look at you, they be like, that's you? Man. Girl. What happened to you? This all you? That's all me? You must got a good job. No, no, it ain't the job. They ain't going forward, but it ain't the job. You'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Let's go further. John 17. Now consider the 17th verse, John 17 and 17. This is, this is what Jesus prayed for his disciples. He said, sanctify them by your truth. Then he turned around and said, your word is truth. Make them holy, Lord, by your truth. Your word, Lord, is truth make them holy by your truth your word is truth sanctify means to make holy see in order for truth to get in us the way it needs to we have to become like Jesus we do when you're sanctified you or the old person you used to be dies. And the new person God has ordained for you to be begins to come forth. That's what you call sanctification. See, see when, when, when you find yourself thinking like you used to think, Talking like you used to think and doing things you used to do. Sanctification is not happening the way it needs to happen. You're not allowing the word to work on you the way it needs to work on you. And that's the reason, again, Jesus prayed. Lord, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Because, see, if, if, if you're not being sanctified by the word the, in order to become the new creature, 
it says about you that you're still carnal minded. Now hold on because there's a danger in being carnal minded. Paul revealed in Romans that to be carnal minded is death. You're going to die because you're still thinking like you used to think. Saints of God used to sing this old song, Elevate Your Mind. Let's go higher. You have to choose to think according to the written and revealed word of God in order to be sanctified. You have to think it and allow, you have to do it and then allow God to get in you according to his word or according to his truth. Notice again. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Lord, give them a word that's going to change them. That's going to make them think like you. Talk like you and act like you. Lord, give them a word that's going to cause them to imitate you. And not imitate somebody outside of your word. Because even in the church, you have folks that, that are trying to be like. Something of someone other than the word in the church. And well, the church. Sanctify them by your truth. So, so anytime I start thinking like a sinner. Sanctification is not happening the way it needs to happen. Anytime I start talking like a sinner, sanctification is not happening the way it needs to happen. Anytime I start doing like a sinner, sanctification is not happening the way it needs to happen. How many are understanding? And so, truth is very important. Based upon Proverbs 23 and 23, we should get it and not let it go. Based upon John 8, 31 and 32, we should abide in truth. And if we do, we're going to be made free. And according to John 17 and 17, we should allow truth to sanctify us. Don't get mad at the word. Receive the word and allow it to make you holy. Make you just like God. And again, this is imperative because Jesus said the Holy Spirit or the spirit of truth is going to guide us into all truth. All truth. All truth. And notice, when it comes to the Holy Spirit guiding us into all truth, he lets us know that people that are guided by truth are submissive to authority. Notice, back in John 16 and 13, he's not going to do anything or speak anything on his own authority. 
You have to be submissive when you walk down the path of truth. If I'm going to follow the Holy Spirit, I've got to be submissive. I'm going to tell you something about submission. You're going to always feel otherwise. You are. Because submission is something that you have to choose to do. But often when you are being submissive, if somebody is doing something that you don't particularly like, agree with, or understand, you try to look for an alternative. But see, contextually, Jesus let us know that, look, you're going to, you're going to have to submit to him because he is submitting to authority. He's not going to speak on his own authority. Whatever he hears, that's what he's going to, to speak. Whatever he hears, that's what he's going to speak. And see, that's the reason it's important for us to be careful who we choose to listen to. I want to listen to somebody that's, that's hearing what God has to say because I don't want to get off the path of truth. You know, we cousins, but I ain't going to listen to you because I know you. Ain't on the path of truth. If that's your cousin, that's what you have to tell him or her. And, and see, that's the reason real preachers, whether pastor or otherwise, they are going to be completely submissive to the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes the Holy Spirit would tell them to teach or preach a particular thing or even say a particular thing that may not be well received, but is needed. May not be well received, but it is needed. Jesus spoke truth to the point to where religious folk wanted him dead. Bible says concerning the Pharisees and the Sadducees that they sought ways to kill him. Can you imagine folk coming up with plans to kill truth? Coming up with plans to kill truth. And so you, you have to understand something. If we are following Jesus, people are still going to come up with plans to kill truth. She believe in, and if she believe like that, she going to get her miracle. I got to come up with some kind of way to stop her from receiving truth. How many times have you been attacked because of your faith? Because of the truth that you believed? How many times have, have you looked in the mirror and the biggest enemy was self? When it came to truth that you received or truth that you heard. Is why you say they were trying to kill truth and they were trying to kill Jesus. Remember John 14 and 6? Jesus said, I am the way, second, truth. He truth. They'll try to kill truth in order 
to stop you from being sanctified or made free. Truth is very important. You, you never take for granted what the Holy Spirit gives you week in and week out. You never leave here thinking, well, that was just a good message. That's one way that the enemy will steal truth from you. Because all you'll see is a good message. There are a whole lot of good orators. People that can teach, preach, and so forth. But it's a difference in hearing a good message versus hearing the truth. Truth going to change you. A good message will make you happy, but the truth going to change you for the better. But get this, your mindset has to be not on receiving a good message, but receiving truth. If you come here going through a dilemma in your life, you need to come here looking for truth to free you from that dilemma. Thank God for a good word, but the main thing that should come from a good word is truth. Truth makes free. And so he's going to be submissive. And whatever Jesus tells them, that's what he's going to speak. But then in verse 14 of John 16, it says that the Holy Spirit will glorify Jesus. The Holy Spirit is going to glorify Jesus. Simply put, the Holy Spirit is going to make sure that everything that he releases to the church is going to be according to the written word of God is going to be food that specifically has been ordained for the just. It's going to be guidance that's going to be based upon scriptures like Jeremiah 3 and 15 where God gives shepherds according to his heart that will feed folk with knowledge and understanding. Because truth, well, knowledge and understanding based upon scripture equate truth. And so it's going to be something with knowledge and understanding that's based upon God's word. But he's going to praise Jesus as well. Because the glorified not only means to give him respect. Or do honor, but to praise him. That's the reason Paul understood that, that even when it came to the spirit of truth or the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit loves to praise. I said the Holy Spirit loves to praise. To the point to where when the Holy Spirit was, was in Mary's, in, in Mary and in Elizabeth, to where the baby got the leaping. Why? Because the Holy Spirit loves to praise. Paul so understood it to where he told the church, quench not the spirit. Why? The spirit loves to praise. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. 
See, if the Holy Spirit going to guide us and we have been told to give God praise, he ain't going to guide us by not praising. He's going to tell us when to praise. He'll tell us to put our hands together. He'll tell us to leap for joy. He'll reveal to us certain things we need to do when it comes to praise. How I many understand? He's going, I'm still contextual. He's going to glorify And after glorified, he closes out the verse and, and talks about how he's going to declare things again. Still talking about speaking. So in my clothes, what are we to do? Since the Holy Spirit is going to be doing all of this speaking, we're going to follow him. And when he speaks, guess what we're going to do? We're going to speak the same thing. We're going to have the same mind and we're going to speak the same thing. That's what Paul told the Corinthian church. Be of the same mind and speak the same thing. Speak the same thing. Don't have somebody believing that better is here and somebody else saying, I don't know. No, we got to speak the same thing. When we're not speaking the same thing, guess what's happening? We're not following the same God. I said when we're not speaking the same thing, we're not following the same God. He is going to declare something. And whatever he declares, we speak it. We speak it. And and it's going to have an effect when we speak it. What kind of effect, Pastor? An effect of death and life. What the Proverbs 18 and 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue or the power of speaking. When we speak, under the unction of the Holy Spirit, whatever we release has the capacity to cause death or life. If somebody is going through something, we can speak and cause death or life to take place. Just like if you're telling me you believe in God for a miracle, I'm not going to be talking about you know so and so and so and so. No, I'm going to start speaking life. Why? Because that's what the Holy Spirit is going to do. True. The truth makes you what? Free. I don't have to lay one hand on you. I'm just going to start speaking life. Every day I get up concerning you, I'm going to start speaking life. Because what is he doing again? And, what, and when we're speaking, what's happening? We're still following him, but now we're speaking. We're speaking. And the truth going to make you what? And the truth is going to sanctify you. And we're never going to give up on the truth that God has given us. Because according to Proverbs 23 and 23 again, we are to buy it and not sell it. Get it and not let it go. How many are understanding? So we follow our omniscient God and we speak and just keep going. And God will manifest what he's already been manifesting. I said he'll manifest what he's already been manifesting. And I'm going to stop right there. Let's get a Lord a hand of praise.